Welcome to the MGMH podcast and I'm Ritnika Nain. In today's episode, we have Anurag Taggart with us. Anurag is a prominent music critic and a features and news writer for Rolling Stone magazine, India. Welcome Anurag and thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Ritnika. This is really cool. Uh, you know, like, uh, obviously, wish we could have done this in like a real life setting exactly. kind of thing to see everybody and like to just see new faces to see like, you know, like what's going on in uh, like, I guess, what kind of new generation of musicians are like, I guess, being uh, uh, <laughs> developed by by, by you, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, like really glad to help really glad to take you guys through all this. Um, like Ritnika said, like, I'm um, I'm a music journalist. I've been doing this since uh, about 2012, I guess, uh, and uh, 2011, 2012. Like around 2011 was when I first started, uh, I guess, getting my first uh, printed articles in the Hindu and things like that. So it was very, um, like, it was it was a very, uh, I guess, good sign. It was just a very reassuring sign that you know that you could write about music mm -hmm. and. Uh, also get paid for it. I mean, that was the most important thing at that point, because once you're ready to like graduate, once you're ready to like, uh, think about a job and stuff like you, you, the first thing you want to know is that it, it pays. Um, so yeah, like I still remember the first ever, um, article that was published in the Hindu Metro plus in Bangalore. That was a review of, um, the band mm -hmm. Agam. They, they were doing a show at hard rock that, that time. So yeah, it was, and you know, it's really cool because like Agam are huge now. And you know they're they're absolutely massive, like millions of millions of streams later, they're uh, one of the biggest bands in the country. And it's really, I guess, it's been really nice to follow that trajectory with them. You know, it's like been one of the more, uh, amongst many, like really fulfilling things about being a journalist and being, uh, I guess, uh, just yeah, a person who can tell stories about musicians and tell stories about, you know, what goes on behind the music as well and what inspires the music, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, honestly, we've had a lot of people who are like, oh my God, I've been reading Anurag's articles and stuff for years. So tell us, how did you start this journey? Like, how, how did it all begin? <laughs> all right. Yeah. I mean, it began mostly sometime around, I guess, 2010, just a year before that, like where... I was already reviewing, um, I guess, some albums, some gigs for a blog called Cordwine, mm -hmm. which is run by uh, Vidhi Gandhi. And I day. think like, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, the website obviously shut and everything because Vidhi had different plans, like in, again, in music business, right? But um, like she just, she was just very trusting with the fact that this was a blog and that you could start off there. And me just liking music in general and liking the fact that I guess I could write better than most things, you know, like, I don't think I could do other things that well, like, like maths and science and things like that. So I guess I was like, uh, okay, let's, uh, you know, let's, I think writing is, is decent enough. So um, that's, that's what I've worked with. And, um, and eventually, like, I guess, uh, because I was going to so many shows and I was meeting so many artists and things like that like it just uh sort of developed into that space where you kind of crossed over from just being a fan of the music to just being interested about music to i guess uh yeah just like properly trying to understand it and trying to sort of like um uh yeah give give your not not even necessarily your own thoughts about it like i don't think like i'm one of the most opinionative 
writers out there in in many ways you know like there's been a lot others who have like a lot stronger things to say about music than i do so like uh, but yeah like i was more interested in just uncovering these talents and just like writing about them and uh, yeah like along the way like i've got a lot of opportunities because after the hindu i went to do my ma in in journalism at the goldsmiths college in um, uh, which is part of university of london so i went and did my ma in journalism there and it was just um it was it wasn't at that point like i think the uk was not exactly the best place to like uh figure out that you could get a job because the work permit scene was very Still tough and things like that so yeah exactly right it is i mean so i wasn't going in there with that full intention of hey let me see if i can you know like get a job here and like just like carry on here and i think i was acutely aware that like the uk music scene and the larger european music scene was a very crowded space like you know like i remember if you wanted to get an internship at one of the magazines like nme or like rock sound or any of those places they said that you should apply like a year in advance and then maybe like we'll give you like an internship uh so yeah like it it was it was a really sort of um i i understood it for what it was back then and then uh i did write for a few blogs and things around mm-hmm. that time but um it was mostly just so that i could go and you know go to as many shows okay. as possible and enjoy myself yeah so tell me i mean you know what you know you did a masters in the uk in journalism like how did that you know help you understand music journalism and its viability globally over the years like you know how how did that you know help you yeah i mean it it basically made me understood music on a larger level because it was also the first time i was properly like embedding myself into like a different space uh, i wouldn't even say embedding so much because uh, i remember the farthest i got in a sense was that i would i went to like one of the earliest so far shows i think so far was perhaps a year old mm-hmm. at that point uh, maybe less and i went to one of the first show so far shows in london somewhere and it was really i guess good to see what that community was doing and like how it was literally like growing at quite a crazy mm-hmm. pace in that sense and hosting a lot of great artists so um i wouldn't necessarily say that i was networking there and things like that but i was definitely just trying to make sure that i understood that okay you know like this is how many sort of like entry points there are to this sort of thing and at the same time i was also like pursuing uh, i guess technology i was trying to write about technology i was trying to write about uh, general uh, news beat kind of things so uh, all of that sort of like again like help me like refocus on like yeah that you know that music is is definitely like something that i wanted to do and and like write about and this whole time like i was still freelancing for the hindu back home so they were they were really uh, nice about it that they let me like review albums i had a weekly album review column nice. with them and um, yeah like they even sent me like at times like they couriered like cds to me like all the way wow. out in london so <laughs> uh it was it was really wonderful yeah uh mini my editor was was doing that so it was um yeah <laughs> quite quite a great thing like i remember getting advaita's cd uh uh, uh silent sea the, yeah the i got first silent sea in the, the one the one the first album or second oh no the second one yeah yeah the first one uh, i was in silent sea yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah so it was it was just really nice to have that sense of encouragement as well so um all that like definitely led me to believe that okay you know like i'm probably going to come back to india and and like 
do this you know like what's happening in india is 100% exciting i mean not like what's happening in the uk isn't but like it felt like that there was a lot more potential so when i came back um i mean that was just pure luck like when i came back i think i met somebody at a friend's house uh, he was my friend's brother um and he was an editor at hindustan times mm-hmm. at that point but he knew the editor of rolling stone india who was lalita yeah. at that point so uh he mentioned that hey you know they have an opening so you should probably check it out and uh, that's oh, pretty much how it started yeah. so it's yeah. you know it's funny that you mentioned that you never had this intention of staying abroad and i am my my students are going to kill me for this but this has been a topic of discussion because everyone's that you know talking about how we want to go study abroad so we can work abroad and i also never had this thing of i want to be abroad because i always thought coming back with the knowledge that we gained there and sort of coming and conquering the scene here made more sense you know what i mean so it's it's, it's interesting yeah. that you kind of you know kind of mentioned the same thing but yeah you know everybody has harder to get a job abroad if you are not a citizen there or you know you have to get sponsored and things like mm-hmm. that yeah and like you you'd really need to have demonstrate some kind of really specialist knowledge um and unfortunately at least for writing and journalism like there is hardly like any kind of space like that like you can have specialist knowledge in journalism granted but in a space like music yeah. probably not you know like i mean anybody can claim to know music and rightly so i mean anybody should claim to know that they can write about music it's a very open and democratic space anybody can just start a blog tomorrow write about what they think uh, about music and you know that's that's it like that's that's how it 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 starts i suppose um but yeah like i i will say though like from the uk like from my time at goldsmiths in the ma like i definitely uh learned a lot about like just having like a standard and like having like you know uh in my own terms of writing like how to meet meet it so uh i i still apply that to this day you know like to just sort of be as like um tight as possible in my writing and to just like re- reduce like and remove like a lot of other uh you know like details mm-hmm. uh and that was in additionally in addition it was helped by yeah. lalita at rolling stone because she was very helpful in like i guess uh helping me contextualize things and just saying that oh you know this is what the reader wants technically or these are the kind of stories that we should be writing which was yeah that was helpful definitely makes sense so besides rolling stone i mean uh, what all other publications are you writing for or have you written for yeah i mean like as of now like it's um uh, i can tell you an order of <laughs> the ones that i'm still writing for now which is like I've been writing for vogue uh, that was recent just like hey, a couple vogue of days ago vogue has not so covered can... me hint 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 all right <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah he'll have to check about that <laughs> um but yeah like i was writing for vogue i occasionally have written for gq um and then uh, yeah apart from that like india today occasionally uh there there is wonderwall media from kochi they have a, a independent website now called indie gaga so i write mm. for them and uh, yeah like uh, the hindu is still going on but it's sort of like uh, you know in in the space of the pandemic like they've been sort of reduced some of their uh budgets for freelance i mm-hmm. suppose uh first post uh, as well so yeah it, those are those are places that i occasionally write for um internationally like uh, i still sort of contribute to mm-hmm. variety on like a sort of regular uh, try to pitch to them on a very regular level so that keeps going on before that i was writing for uh, billboard uh and uh, i've written for revolver so yeah it's it's been quite quite a nice range to like get some uh i mean and all those publications like i wrote about 
India for them. It wasn't like I was writing, uh, except for Billboard. One time I wrote about baby metal for uh, Billboard because they wanted somebody Asian, I guess, to write about an Asian act. I don't know. But um, yeah, it was it was a good start. Um, and uh, it was it was really nice. And uh, it, it definitely feels like uh, international publications are interested in India, but sometimes it feels like a passing sort of interest. Sometimes it feels like a very like uh, sort of interested in interest yeah, makes sense makes sense so i mean let's talk music journalism right first up what is it what does it entail i mean because a lot of people you know mistake music journalism for i mean i've met a lot of great great journalists like you and then i've met a lot of great not so great so what is it what does it entail give us a little bit of a lowdown yeah i mean you know i was thinking about this right because like um like even till today like there's a lot of people who speak to me as if uh like they own me or something <laughs> like that you know because they feel that media is and that is the perspective of media in india right like it's very pliable you know like you can just like throw some money at them and they'll probably do whatever <laughs> they, you want them to do um so yeah it's 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 not it's not in the best of space as as everybody knows you know you just have to turn on the tv to be like <laughs> yeah like it looks like indian journalism is in the toilet so um you know like all those things are definitely real concerns and born out of those are definitely like stereotypes or assumptions or presumptions about like what journalism in general entails and specifically i guess you can apply it to music journalism as well so like i mean what i can tell you broadly like what we do what what we do uh, in music journalism is that we're often reviewing music where um often speaking to artists and getting those interviews you know big artists small artists across the board um and uh, a lot of times we're trying to turn them into like profiles so that we try to like give a sense of what this person is who the musician is uh and how their craft like ties into their identity for example or you know like we're trying to do that through our writing um uh and obviously as times have progressed like music journalism i think also extends to include other stuff like how we're interacting with social media for example like there's a lot of instagram live chat yeah. sessions that happen now uh by by media houses um there there's often times where we cannot give the time and space to write about an article uh, about an artist all their music so we're just sort of like putting it on a playlist and we're just i mean you know the curation part of that playlist i guess is also considered in a way a uh, part of music journalism now because we're trying to um I guess just present music that should yeah. be heard, you know, like uh, and indirectly trying to present a story that mm -hmm. should be heard by a musician. Um, and just a little bit before the social media thing, we were obviously after, you know, I guess BuzzFeed blew up and everything. Everybody was doing listicles. So listicles are still very much a thing and thankfully not too hated so anymore. What does that mean? A listicle? Yeah, I mean, like it's it's basically like where we try to um, sort of like just itemize like like songs rather than saying that you know like uh uh rather than sort of trying to give each song uh like a separate mm -hmm. article like yeah. i guess what we're trying to do is mention like we say here's yeah like here's like five six songs new new yeah. songs that you need to hear or uh you know here are five hip-hop artists that you need yeah. to hear exactly. uh i i did one specifically a few years ago uh, to well uh, last year to coincide with the elections like i said okay you know the elections are coming up here are five hip-hop artists who are making politically conscious music uh, ahead of yeah, election season sense. so um yeah like so so we try to make it as themed as that you know as specific as that uh 
And I guess one of the other things that does happen often in like music journalism is that artists don't even expect us to write about them. Like they send us the music and they say, you know what, man, we just want your thoughts on this. Like we, we don't even, we, and we don't want your thoughts like in an article, like you can just tell me now it's yeah. fine. So <laughs> um, that's also something that I say increasingly happen. Um, and definitely, I mean, we're, we're keen to do that as well. You know, it's not like we're uh, like sort of averse to that. Like we, we want to have conversations with musicians and tell them about, uh, you know, yeah. what they, yeah, what, what yeah. they think about. I mean, that's great because I get a lot of people asking me for my opinion on their music and I hate doing that. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to like route them to all the journalists. I'm like, go to the journalists and the critics. They'll tell you because I'm like, who am I to tell you? I don't know. Like, I, you know, I, I'm not the kind, I'm never good at this critiquing, judging thing. I'm like, that's the worst thing to ask me. Don't ask me. You know, I can tell you if I liked it, but my, you know, my personal preference means absolutely nothing, you know, in the last <laughs> Can I tell you if it'll be a hit? Right. Yeah, that much I can tell you. But you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, and, and I guess in terms of what we don't do, like, I can definitely say that, like, we, we definitely don't like just give anybody like, uh, like a big story, like, you know, like if an artist says that, like, you know, I was expecting a bigger story out of this, like, I mean, that's not entirely in our hands, like, it depends on a lot of other things, not just our time and sort of commitment, but also just our own inclination to sort of like tell the story yeah. in depth or tell the story in a way that we want it do it um so you know those kind of things sort of rest with either with us or it rests with uh, ultimately just the uh, editor right like the editor will say i can only give you 500 words for this or i can only give you like sort of uh, uh 300 yeah. words for this sometimes they'll say okay i'll give you 700 <laughs> words for this yeah. so it's it's good like i mean we, we try to make the most of it and you know it's a good kind of challenge where you you think about an artist and you say okay i have to fit all this in about them and uh, i have to like sort of do, do it that way so that's one of the things that we have that, you know, we decide that unfortunately, like, I mean, not unfortunately, that we just don't allow artists to sort of dictate. Like we can't, uh, if, if an artist manager or uh, a musician themselves say that I want like a whole page, you know, like, uh, you know, and uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's easier to just yeah. say it yeah. than to actually like think about what it involves. Um, and I guess the other one more thing that I would just say in terms of what we don't allow is that a lot of times artists will say that, you know, I want to read this article before it mm -hmm. goes out. Uh, and that's def definitely no. Like, I mean, if, if there's anybody here who's into writing and who wants to get into writing uh, and at some point that they're sending their articles to get published, um, if an artist at any point asks you to like, uh, hey, you know, can I read this article before it goes out? Chances, I mean, you should definitely yeah. say no. Like there is, there's no two ways about it because then they are trying to dictate um, what like what, out. how you tell yeah. the story. Um, and of course, in their defense, they might say that, hey, you know, like there's just been a lot of terrible articles out on me before. They, like people have wrote, like got all the names wrong. They're like, in fact, like they've just like not factually reported yeah. anything correctly. And those are all valid. But at the end of the day, they just have to trust you to sort of like tell the story. So correctly. I think like that is something that I always tell people. But what I think uh, is that what I've started doing, because I understand that a lot of people, I mean, I never get shown the article before. But what I've started doing now is requesting an email for a question for the questions rather than and only if I'm doing like an audio like a phone interview or a sit down, you know, like talk, then I would be like, I want to know what you've written about me, like my notes, the notes that you've written, mm. because that's mm. when the problem happens. I, you know, so far, nobody's ever shown me the article before, but if they're going to do an audio interview, then I'm going to be like, I need a transcript of what you have 
just so you have my part correct after that how you want to spin exactly. it and write it that's in your hands you know because that's right. when a lot of crap goes wrong cuz they're not writing it properly or they've forgotten something or something oh exactly yeah i mean like a lot of times journalists at least like the more veteran journalists for example like they'll be sort of like they'll be just taking notes you know like they won't even be transcribing an interview and of course you know there's the potential of the of getting something wrong in that space of contextualizing something differently or understanding the context differently of something else is very much yeah. there but yeah i mean at the end of the day like um i mean th- this was an actual debate like that, that people were also having about journalism that you know you take our quotes you send us the transcription that's all great but you're not even telling us like where it's being used or in what context it's being used so can you run that by us and of course it's very valid concerns but um at the end of the day like you just have to trust yeah. the journalist to sort of yeah. do the job i think it also uh, depends sort of... on the journalist like i know if you have sent asked me something or amit you know has asked me something or somebody from rolling stone has asked me something i know like they're not going to mess it up but i've had some publications and they've written like my mom started crying once because they wrote something completely opposite to what i said and it had to do with my parents and i was just like oh, oh my man. god like how could you write that like i like some oh, i we were man. talking about external families not understanding what we do was and i was like my parents really support me you know they you know that's why i've been able to do whatever and they basically wrote a big ass headline thinking my parents don't understand what i do they don't support me or something like that oh. and my mom was just in tears i'm like no mommy I- Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's when you know that's where the distrust yeah. journalism starts right like basically on on like a very like big level like on a very unchangeable <laughs> level but you know yeah like I would say on a whole like yeah just yeah, try to like exactly. trust uh, what we do. So you spoke <laughs> about the don'ts what about some of the do's you know like what do you, like as a journalist you you know obviously people are approaching you and things like that so there are th- certain things a journalist shouldn't do what should a journalist do and and also from a point of view of an artist approaching uh, you you know what are the do's and don'ts from their point of view In terms of the do's that artists I guess should follow when they're approaching a journalist for example like I would definitely say that um like there's a lot to this like in terms of just like from where you start like for example how you contact them and when you contact them um to start with like you should definitely ideally try to contact us over email again like social media is fine like I mean we're all used to it now uh so <laughs> you, well, you, know, you can contact, contact us on social media. media and ask for your email that's what you should be doing <laughs> exactly yeah that that would be an ideal sort of like run of situations like there's been a lot of times where and i mean this is like a like whatsapp yeah. for example like there's been like um not even just artists like a pr personnel on the whole like they send me like entire press releases on But whatsapp that's and like they send me like uh, you know like the music files on on whatsapp the videos on whatsapp and everything and I mean I'll be honest like I don't even use my phone for listening yeah. to music like I have another yeah. device for that like I use my laptop for that so I don't even like like using my phone that much so um these are things that I guess you have to like sort of adapt to but at the same time you know like you want people to be understanding of what your own boundaries are as well like a lot of times what we've tra- been doing these days for example as a way of I guess it is a compromise in a sense but what we do sometimes is if an artist doesn't have time to like do a phone interview yeah. with you or do a type out an email address we ask them to just send us whatsapp voice notes yeah. for like what they think about um you know like when we just like send them yeah. the questions via text and they reply via voice notes and which is yeah. totally fine because um it's sort of 
uh, as long as it sort of give can they they can convey what they yes. want to say like it's it's yeah. a good um, space so yeah one thing is to like how how you contact us and then I guess what you put in it what you put when you when you sort of contact us which is um, like I guess if you're a writer for example uh, it's gonna I'm just gonna break it into two like if you're a writer and if you're an artist like if you're a writer who wants to write. Yeah and you contact us, I guess one way to do it is that you sort of send us what you've already, what has already been published, uh, what has already, maybe what has not been published, but what you want to be published, just so that we get an idea of the kind of um, thoughts you have, like the kind of the way you write and the ideas you have around music. Uh, And uh, the other thing for artists, for example, is when you contact us, ideally, yeah, like just have, um, I'm sure you've spoken about this, just the press kit and the bio. and if you're writing uh, writing to us about a song that's releasing uh, that you want us to cover uh, ahead of time or to coincide with the release, definitely send us a private link to listen to the music because um, at the end of the day, yeah, like we, as much as, I mean, unless you're like a really big established artist, like, you know, we're not going to trust that this music is going to be good. I mean, sorry yeah. to say that, you know, like that's just I mean, what not it everything is. Like, can be great. Uh, that's the way it is. Yeah. So, um, and even if it's not like um, insane, uh, uh, you know, like what happens is like we try to listen to the music beforehand so that we can make our own editorial plans about like in what capacity we want to write about something. And again, this is something obviously where artists will differ, right? Like artists do want like a proper story about them. They want like a separate article about them. But, um, and I think somebody's asked here in the chat as well um, about like, you know, how do we choose to write about like uh, this, these many artists considering, you know, pandemic has put out like a lot of music that's coming out. So um, I guess, I guess in our, uh, like we try to do whatever we can in our capacity. Um, I remember, and these days are gone now. Like I remember at one point there were fewer releases at Mm -hmm. least in a way, but at the same time, like I was keen to cover uh, the releases as much as possible. So there were times where I would write about one album for four different publications, <laughs> just because, you know, I was not just because I was the only guy or anything, but just because it was a great album and, you know, like you just really legit wanted to write about it. But what happens now is I'm so inundated with um, new music that um, I have to pick and choose like what I can do with it basically. And uh, there, there's definitely compromises. No, no, no lies yeah. there. You know, like there's definitely times where a great track, is out and all I can do is sort of like put it on a, like yeah. a social media shout out kind of yeah. thing. So those are things that we're just like sort of adapting to right so now. So just to kind of but previously, to kind of build on that, how do you decide? Like what's the checkpoint checklist that you use to decide like I'm going to cover this and I'm not going to cover this? Um, yeah, it's tough to say. Like, I mean, you know, sometimes a song just sort of clicks with you, right? Like, um, uh, and thankfully, uh, on our team, like at least in Rolling Stone, for example, like we have people who listen to all kinds of music. So that's a thing. And me personally, like I listen, I do listen to all kinds of music, like 100%. Like there's like I can write about like uh, house techno and, you know, like uh, all those kind of things. And I can write about like I, I write about extreme death metal and, you know, like I write about hip hop. Uh, so there is really, uh, no kind of music that I am averse to personally. Like I even, I write about a lot of pop music. I write about, I have already written a lot about like commercial artists as well, because I genuinely feel that as much as they have a huge reach and they are trying to like fit themselves into like a very, uh, you know, 
crowd pleasing radio friendly pop space like there is still like merit in that there is still you know like um really good songwriting in that there is still you know like soul in that so um i guess that's that's sort of what we're looking for the, just that that the honesty is there in it like that there are no gimmicks uh and that there are and the production is good obviously like that's something that we definitely look out for like um that we just uh yeah we, we look out for those kind of things oftentimes we do definitely think about lyrics and things like that because i think india is a space where oftentimes people write in english just because they feel like they like they'll get i don't know like a like a different audience or like that it'll get them international recognition or something but uh these are all notions that yeah we need to dismantle basically because uh especially like um like a few days ago we we i got a track from some uh from artists in jaipur like a hip hop artist uh and they did a collab with a metal band um but you know the lyrics just didn't sit with me like you know like they were they were lyrics in english which just didn't really do much so you know th- those kind of things yeah like we we try to think about uh, the whole whole thing exactly i mean it doesn't have to be you know the, it doesn't have to have it doesn't have to be language that you understand half the time it's just more about how how act how authentic it is to your voice let's put it that way you know i mean we have li- we listen Definitely. to spanish artists and things like that and they get press coverage in india and all of that it's we don't understand what they're saying half the time but it's because we can feel it you know we can feel it in their music and their lyrics you know we can feel what they're trying to say and i think that goes a long way as well Yeah. So yeah, definitely. So let's talk about. Where, I mean, I know you spoke about how, and I would like to kind of reiterate this: that uh, if you are planning on reaching out to a journalist, if you are reaching out to them on social media, don't bombard them with your stuff. Definitely ask them for an email address. The correct way to reach out to them is via email. Uh, most people try to not work on the weekends or at least on Sundays. So if you are WhatsApping them. Don't be WhatsApping them at seven in the morning or two o'clock at night or on the weekends because this is something I, you know we need to have boundaries. You know we all need to set healthy yeah. boundaries. Otherwise, this you know we're not going to be able to survive the, this industry. Yeah. So you know. And and all this stuff that you said, like it is all of happening. Of course, it so happens to me. That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I get so cheesed <laughs> off at like ten o'clock at night. I got my drink. I got Netflix on. I'm chilling, and then some artist is calling me for something, and I'm like, guys, I really want to help you, but right now I'm really pissed off because I'm trying to watch my show, <laughs> and I just don't want to deal with this right now. You know, my computer is shut. I don't want to deal with it. So let's talk about how should an artist go about finding journalists? Like, how, you know, is, you know, how do they find who's writing for which publication, and when should they contact them if they want to pitch their music or content or whatever? Yeah, that's that's important. Like, I mean, um, there's unfortunately like no like real database that. uh musicians i think can access so much as unless they get it from like uh like a pr agency for example like those those people maintain those databases uh obviously music companies also maintain those databases you know record labels all those guys um so i guess for an independent artist like they would have to um reach out maybe via social media basically right like um or they would have to reach out um, like twitter is is a good place um and yeah i mean like the music I mean, in a way, your work is cut out because music or publications that write about music in India are, are not not yeah. that many, you know. Like so, um, you you know, like you will probably have maybe about fifteen overall, yeah. like that you can like just write to. Uh, that those are the websites or uh, you know like portals that you can visit, and um, 
they will probably have like a general email ID that you can uh, email. Uh, most times you will probably not get a reply from this email address. Um, so that is, that is definitely a concern. Like, I mean, even Rolling Stone, we have our editor ID and um, like I check it out from time to time, but uh, full disclosure, like, I mean, I don't think anybody <laughs> else on the team checks it out like too often. I mean, as often as yeah. we should, because that's where all uh, definitely that's our public ID that people yeah. mail us to. Um, so yeah, like, uh, you know, other places like Wild City and things. Um, I think like you just have to be sometimes a bit smart about it. Like um, one of the things that we learned in journalism school was just, I guess, about how you can find people's yeah. email addresses. Oh, I mean, yeah. one of the simplest—it's it's actually not—and <laughs> simplest tools that I usually used to, you know, employ before I knew all you guys was, you know, whenever someone's writing an article that you have read, their name is there. Just find them on LinkedIn or something, you know, and you'll get their details Absolutely. and then send them a message or find them on social media. Chances are that one of their public posts is about some article they've written, so you know they're the right person send them a message and just be like, can I have your email address? You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, in terms of when you have to write to them, I would say uh, like a good, I mean, there's no time like the present, honestly, like that's also there. But at the same time, like I said, since we would ideally like to listen to some of the music that you want us to write about, uh, like if it's not yet released, then I guess, um, wait for that one to be sort of in like a final mix stage or even if it's a demo stage, that's completely fine. Um, just send us like a private link. Uh, and yeah, like it's important to mention the date that you want to release this on because like that's again, like that's something we work with when you just want something in your uh, editorial yeah. calendar. Right. So um, we want you to tell us like when it's releasing. Uh, and yeah, I guess if you, if you, um, mail us like maybe even like a month to two weeks yeah. in advance, like that's quite good. I mean, I'm just saying about it yeah. right now, yeah. <laughs> you know, I like, mean, because yeah. we're inundated. I think a couple so. of weeks, at least before that way you have enough time because you could be busy with other stuff and you may not write, get, wait, you know, get to it that very second. And you can't be like, it's coming out yeah. tomorrow. Like that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And I mean, like there's been a lot of artists who maybe contact us like a week before or like they'll contact a couple of days before. Um, and I guess I can tell you like what happens in those cases is that we just get to get to cover it a little later, basically. So if artists are okay with um, the article like sort of coming out later, which has its own advantages, I suppose it gets a second yeah. wave of promotion in a sense. Um, so yeah, like I, I would say that's one of the things that can happen where uh, because ideally, like I would say we would take like anywhere between half a week to a week to sort of figure out like the story yeah. itself and to then eventually publish it. That's uh, about how long it yeah, takes. Makes sense. So does a, an artist's social media following uh, make any difference on who you cover? Or the magazine? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's uh, not, not, I mean, not for me personally, for sure. I mean, in Rolling Stone, like we currently have like um, a takeover series called yep. Artists Work yep. From yep. Home. Uh, and, you know, I know that, yeah, I know that, uh, you know, you, you guys have pitched like a bunch of your artists for that and stuff. And um, so, yeah, like, I mean, uh, that's something that we consider for those kind of things. We don't consider it necessarily for, hey, let's write about this artist and they'll share it and we'll get a lot of hits. I mean, we are 
undoubtedly like journalism right now like we we need hits to prove that we can get revenue and uh, we show to our advertisers and all those mm-hmm. kind of things those are very real concerns that we have to look out for but at the same time not at uh, not while compromising like the real thing so yeah like i mean i would say social media following uh, definitely like influences it in maybe like a very little way like but it does okay yeah i mean to answer it yes it would sort of <laughs> affect it in some way but sometimes like we've written about like artists who don't even have like a facebook yeah. page or an yeah. instagram page you know it'll just be like his great music like people yeah. should hear it i think at the end music always good music always stands out you know it, you can't you can't yeah. fight it so let's talk about um how should one follow up for any kind of coverage you know and and some of the parameters you i mean we already discussed the, some of the parameters you look for oh, yeah. but like say someone's mm-hmm. written to you and or written to a journalist and they haven't heard back and like what's the thing i mean i i know i know this is a different category but i know when someone's writing out to, writing to me they won't just write me send me an email within the same half an hour i would get a whatsapp message i'll get a facebook message i'll get an instagram message and then i start hating them i'm sorry but i do because i'm just annoyed <laughs> at that point point you know oh, so totally. yeah totally I, i relate yeah like i mean i guess follow ups um are, are still very necessary for sure like there's nothing there's there's no better way to like remind somebody so you know like i, I definitely like appreciate myself when it happens so um yeah like uh, i would say like wait like uh, maybe half a week to a week to like sort of follow up with them unless again like if your music is releasing uh, a week before you sent the email for example then i guess then it makes sense to sort of write to them with the public live links that you have for streaming and say that hey you know this is out now and i wrote to you about it last week but you know i wanted to check in if you know like now that it's out like maybe yeah. you can do something with it so um, yeah i would say uh, yeah i would say at least like give it like um half a week to a whole week to like sort of follow up and see yeah, makes sense yeah that, i mean yeah don't you don't need to hound somebody every every day for the rest of their lives to get coverage but yeah give yeah. them a couple of days because <laughs> you know people don't understand that you have a life as well and you know you love music mm-hmm. but you don't have to always be you know i feel like i don't know why but i've noticed that that there is you know again boundaries i feel like when it comes to music this boundary is very <laughs> i don't know smudgy or whatever you want to call it because it's like why aren't you helping me now i'm like because i have other things to do you know like i, I this is what i love doing but it's also my job it's not my life you know like <laughs> yeah i mean like another very real issue that happening right now for example is that musicians are releasing more music musicians are specifically releasing singles um and like we, we've had obviously like people write to us with one single and then like a month later they'll have another single you know like because that's how they're planning their sort of like yeah. uh, campaign i suppose but the important thing is to know is that that we may we probably don't want to cover every song exactly. that you put out like unless you're like the like hit maker of the country you know like even then actually we, we yeah. don't really like be fair because to the others um, get, who are also releasing and haven't got even <laughs> one coverage for example <laughs> I suppose yeah that's one way to think about it yeah and like I guess the other way to think about it is just that like we don't want to crowd the space and make people think that we're favoring specific yeah. artists or anything yeah. like that um you know like for example like Ritwiz for example uh, like you know we don't cover every release yeah. he puts out even though he's like the biggest artist in India right now like simply because we know that he doesn't need uh, you know yeah. that a and b um we also know that uh, like 
sometimes there's not really more of a story than what we think there is with yeah. some of that music. So um, the potential to do something in depth or to do something interesting, to do something analytical is just not there so much. Um, so yeah, like we, we think about those kind of things. Yeah, makes sense. So how do you, what is your own personal way of figuring out what you're going to cover and you know 100% and what you're not I mean you know everybody works differently uh, I mean obviously we also want to know how much of it is your you know I know you listen to all kinds of music but how much of it is pressure from the higher ups in whatever magazine or publication you're working on you know if someone you know is that also a big deal or is it how do you decide okay I am going to cover this artist yeah, I mean, thankfully, with at least with like Rolling Stone, for example, because I've been there for so many years, like I've more, I pretty much have a free hand to write about yeah. whoever I want to write about. Um, in fact, it's the bigger artists that I sometimes get worried about, like writing, like because uh, uh, like the more commercial artists, for example, because I'm just not sure that again, like that we we need to tell that story out there so much uh, if I've done it once, for example. Um, but apart from that, like I, I would say. Um, that uh, with the other publications, for example, uh, my preferences definitely like sort of don't match the editor's preferences, right? So they'll just be like, yeah, you know, I liked it, but it wasn't that it wasn't that special. And I'd be like, no, you don't really. So, you know, you're doing the convincing then at that point to sort of like, um, and ideally as a writer, you're already, you should have already done all the convincing in mm -hmm. your pitch uh, so that they don't reject it. But yeah, obviously there are chances where they don't like it and they need some convincing. Uh, but sometimes, yeah, they just don't like it and you can't write about it. So there, there are a lot of great artists that I just haven't been able to write about because I just don't get commissioned. And Rolling Stone is one space where I can write about them mm -hmm. all the time. But um, yeah, like uh, I'm, I'm mostly thinking about uh, like, you know, A, like how new this artist is, for example, mm -hmm. um, B, like maybe who's like, what kind of sound they're, they're going for, uh, and sometimes you just sort of spot like that potential in the sound, like, you know, like uh, just, you know, that like, if they're doing this today, then maybe the next one is just going to be another level, you know, that it's just, it just has a lot of potential. So I think about those kind of things. Uh, and I think about maybe the kind of things they're writing about. So like, you know, if they're writing or something sociopolitical, for example, I know that the next song will probably have, have something, we'll, we'll try to be a little more hard hitting than what, what is already out there. So yeah, like I, I yeah, those are the sort of things that uh, I yeah, consider. Yeah, exactly. so, yeah. so is it ideal for independent artists to contact magazines for future uh, features ahead or because uh, the artists might not really be known? So what they're asking is should, should, should you always contact magazines uh, before a release if you're an unknown artist or should you wait to have some some releases out and try to do sort of like a post-release kind of coverage? Yeah, I would say in my experience, like I've definitely been a little more uh, like uh, cautious with like uh, just writing about new artists, um, especially right now, like because I mean, unless it's exceptional, like we just sort of try to write about um, I guess an artist who already has some stuff out and then like we can go back to that and hear them uh, and say that, okay, this is what they were doing before and this is what they're doing now. And, as, and it also helps us build sort of like a story around it that way that we say that, okay, you were doing this and now you're doing this. Um, so, so we think about those kind of things, like in terms of context and just like um, history and uh, more information. Um, so with newer artists, I would, I would definitely say that um, like, 
if you if if this is like your debut single for example uh it's i mean definitely send it to us and definitely like uh talk to us about it but uh yeah like I, in terms of consideration unless it's like really exceptional like i, I don't know if if we'd be um, sort of like covering it with an article makes sense, so, makes yeah. sense so another question we received was does your personal bias affect uh you know how you work as a journalist or you know and you cover new music like you know i know you listen to a lot of things but i'm sure there's some genres that annoy you or you don't like or there are other journalists who's you know so does that affect you know how you write like if you're not into a certain kind of music also um, does it help if you are a musician to you know to be a music uh, journalist or if you have a lot of music knowledge like what is you know what should someone look yeah yeah that's a great question you know like i mean um a lot of times like uh, like artists themselves would trash music journalists and say that, hey you know you didn't even go to music school bro like you you didn't like come, come go go to berkeley do five years come <laughs> then come back and talk you know and there'll be stuff like that so like i i understand like why musicians probably say <laughs> those kind of things but um at the same time yeah not, it definitely helps that you have some sort of interest in music theory or like just music uh i guess uh, how how music is is made and those kind of technicalities like it it definitely helps that that if you're a musician uh, and that you can sort of use some of that because then you're trying to understand what a musician is doing through the music and of course that can be done as basically as just listening like if you just listen to the music oftentimes you will understand what they're trying to go for or you can sort of make a guesstimate about it you know like you're not going to be too far off um there have been times that i have been pretty far mm-hmm. off like mostly in terms of um like the themes that they're trying to write about but not the music yeah. itself uh because as you know lyrics are open to interpretation and, and all those kind of things so those are places where you you may go wrong so there there's nothing wrong with that um but yeah when you're trying to write about i mean the way i think about it is a lot of times there are things that uh there are terms that you learn from being a musician or just getting a training in music that i feel are definitely helpful when it comes to describing music in when, when you're writing so uh those kind of like little adjectives and 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 you know those kind of actions like you can uh, you know like i feel like you can definitely trace progressions for example better like i mean i don't know a thing about time signatures i don't know a thing about like even key shifts so much like i mean i can understand when a key is shifting but you know like or changing but that that's about it you know like um so yeah all all that information definitely has in terms of personal bias um uh yeah i mean uh how does it affect it how do you uh, how does it affect how you recover someone's new music if you don't know yeah that? definitely i mean in in the sense of it the personal bias affects in the sense of um like you're trying to understand the musician better uh you know through some of the music a lot of times a musician will send you a whole note about like how uh saving a cat for example inspired like the latest song or something and you know that's great like uh presumably again like you have to think about it in a discerning manner where you're very aware of the fact that they're telling you this story so that you can, that they can shape the narrative of their story of of what they put yeah. out there um so at the same time you have to think about those kind of things uh but yeah the, uh, so yeah you just have to be a little discerning about it. so i often catch myself like thinking about like uh, whether like i you know like is this really good music or do i just really like it <laughs> like you know like it's it's uh, it's stuff like that like um 
so i mean it especially happens obviously often with with like uh like metal or things like that well you know like the, there are formulas that can easily just be put together there's hard rock music you know like a lot of those things can just be put together but um you have to see like where where are they going with it so uh yeah it helps you sort of like break down songs like quite well actually like if you have like a personal yeah. bias sometimes. makes sense makes sense so let's talk about you know magazine covers and music magazines and you know can you shed a little bit of light on the partnerships and the changing trends and how music journalism has integrated itself into content and brand building and you know how you know how does all of that work you know just what's happening yeah definitely now. yeah yeah like i mean i feel like uh music journalism is definitely like crossed over into marketing territory without a doubt like i think all journalism has crossed over into that marketing territory when the term advertorial was introduced you know like it was it was definitely a thing where um paid promotions were were definitely a thing you know like um uh Uh, artists would not no longer say that can you write about me they would say hey can we collab on something you <laughs> know like it's uh, you know all, all this <laughs> yeah like all those things which a lot of the terminology has changed a lot of grays have sort of like been introduced um so like in terms of paid promotions for example like uh you know as as you know journalism needs money so often times like they will look at like how to sort of integrate this thing in a in a in a tasteful way obviously in a way with their integrity still held intact so um paid promotions are definitely a thing like you know you can sort of like get an article written about you um in a certain way brands definitely pay to get their articles like sort of uh, written but at the end of the day like we still hold total autonomy over um like how how that sort of thing is said and it doesn't come across in a way that is too promotional or too like you know it's just a plug so we still hold like i guess the final sort of like say on those things and and that's that's good um in terms of cover stories for example like a lot of rolling stone cover stories now hinge on the fact that we need a brand to like sponsor the shoot or to cover some of the or to just you know like yeah to cover some of the costs and even even more than that like brands will want a certain artist to represent them for yeah. example and uh for them uh, a cover story is just part of that right like it's a tool where they say that this artist represented us on the cover of rolling stone or on the cover of score magazine yeah. or yeah. other places so uh th- those are definitely there i mean uh, as you know a lot of the music journalism space at least in india is very pr driven you know like a lot of people that get in touch with us are often pr agents for brands like mtv or uh, sennheiser a uh, lot of other brands you know like the i mean yeah. i'm just naming a few off hand like it's not specific or anything so um th- that's definitely there so we're, we're we're thinking about those kind of things and but yeah at the end of the day like we hold like the final call like on like how how we want to do this and we want to do it tastefully we we want to do it uh, like in a way that matches our brand uh, values as well so yeah we're, we're thinking about those things but to answer your question like it has definitely gone into that space where where music journalism is very much open to sort of like those kind of parts so how do how do magazine covers work i mean is it i mean and i'm not just talking rolling stone specific it could be vogue it could be gq whatever is it that you're hiring yeah. like on a on a vogue or whatever you could have a model or a actress or whatever on the cover is it that they get paid to shoot for the magazine is it that they pay the magazine to be a part of it or is it just like oh hey i want you on the cover or we're doing we're putting you on the cover that's it you know free thing 
Right. Well, I think like it's it's a mix basically. Like it works out in different deals. Like I mean, for example, like uh, a lot of brands will say that we, we'll pay you and you put this guy on the cover with with a product of ours, for example. So that's that's one way that that it works. The other way it works is that we are keen to have somebody on the cover and our marketing department goes and finds a brand who wants to associate with this artist or who wants to associate with this artist's mm-hmm. story um uh, which could as as simple as it could be like like a like a clothes wear uh, like a fashion brand or something like that or it could be like a mobile phone brand for example so uh, it could be a music sort of technology brand as well so we think about those kind of things and uh, that's how that sort of works itself out basically um so we we do that and then i guess the other times like when we have officially like hosted artists ourselves like yeah we are not paying for for the artist to be on the cover we're saying that we're we're going to give you like a rolling stone cover story at this point like you know we're going to tell your story we're going to put you on the cover and it's uh, of course rolling stone is fully digital now but sometimes we print like special yeah, print editions and things yeah you guys had a really killer so video are... thing which i was in <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly like we try to get interactive with things like that so yeah like um it's it's all different but yeah like i would say like when rolling stone wants somebody on the cover that we are pitching just ourselves like there's usually we try to go and find a brand that like does uh, want to get on board with it but other times we're just i guess um yeah we're, we're just sort of like figuring out how to make it viable basically how to cover our costs in in terms of a shoot makes basically. sense so we have a question that says that in 2012 john mayer inter- uh, interviewed with rolling stone which nearly destroyed his career do music journalists have an ethical responsibility to protect the artists and their career where does one draw the line i mean yeah that's some um, important question yeah i was no, just sorry, i mean i don't know i think when something is on the record is on the record right <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely and i mean of course in in this uh, specific uh, case or just like in other many cases where an interview has sort of gone on to portray an artist in a certain light or just any celebrity or public sort of uh, persona in in like a different light that maybe borderline defames them mm-hmm. or something like you know like all that is definitely uh, you know like the responsibility of of the writer and the editor to uh, make sure that that they not necessarily don't do that that they're at least like sort of they they justify why why they're doing that so um uh you know like a lot of times they'll be definitely borderline like slanderous things that are ex- that just come to light through an interview i mean that's why we we do those right like because we want to ask a few difficult questions we want to sort of like put you know like get to the, the crux of a lot of things um and yeah i guess it, uh like in a way um definitely obviously journalists we we learn a lot about ethics and i mean at least i can tell you personally that like yeah like it, it definitely sat with me like for a lot of other people they would just throw it out the window and they would just be like no that doesn't matter what we want is clicks what we want is people to read this um let's just put it out as is literally um uh and yeah like uh, uh think about this way like you know like there's a lot of artists who do a lot of dumb shit like uh generally like on social media like every day they're saying like regular foot and mouth syndrome kind of thing keep happening um so the the point of like journalism for when we get to talk to them is that we get to ask them about those kind of things yeah. you know uh and obviously to artists or to the public to their fans it might be like why are you bringing up old stuff you know like why are you it's over like he apologized it's fine like in a, in our eyes like it's about just like holding somebody responsible for what they did or what yeah. they said um 
And if it means that we ask them about it again, and if they say that, and if we're asking them, hey, you know, are you sorry about this? Because you never apologized. You know, like those are things that, yeah, those are things that we feel like we have a responsibility. Yeah, makes sense. All right. I think we are done with our questions. If anybody has any more questions, now would be a good time to ask on the chat. yeah, I think somebody early on asked what are your checklist. Yeah, points yeah, I think we'll cover that a bit. Music. But yeah, I mean, do you do? I mean, is your checklist point for reviewing music? Do they differ on the genre, or is it just you know? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to say. Like, I mean, uh, one of the things you definitely want to do with a review, and again, review is very specific because like a lot of people don't read reviews anymore uh you know like nobody wants a review like uh, fans would rather just listen to the music themselves they they wouldn't they wouldn't care what what any third party thinks but at the same time since you're asking (laughs) um like i would say that in terms of checklist like we're trying to provide as much context as possible basically like when we're writing a review like we want to say that uh some of it is definitely sort of like uh guessing like you know you say that hey you know he uh take an example of a very big artist, for example, like you, you would probably um, like for me personally, I would take the example of like yeah. John Mayer, for example, like, you know, or, or Taylor Swift, for example, she wrote this song about somebody that she was with at that point. Um, so those, those are the kind of contexts that you want to put in, even though it might be widely known, um, you know, like your job as a reviewer is to sort of like think about it those ways. Um, and yeah, th- coming to genres, like, yeah, for example, in pop, like you want to think about the lyrics and you want to think about why they're saying the things they want to say, especially in hip hop. Like you want to sort of, it's so reference heavy hip hop. So like you want to try to not necessarily deconstruct it, but at the same time, you want to just provide, uh, you know, like enough context that people understand why, why hip hop artists are bringing this up into their thing. Like, for example, if, if, a, if a rapper uh, sort of like just takes the name of, of like maybe uh, like another group or like another label or anything like that, like you want to know like, okay, what happened there, you know, and most times uh, the information is pretty public. So you don't, you don't have to look far. Uh, so we are the people sort of like curating it in that sense. We're trying to sort of like put it together and say that this album sort of must be representing this. So yeah, that's, that's what we're yeah, trying to do. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right, guys, uh, if nobody has any more questions. So Anurag, uh, I'm going to just ask you if you're open to it to share your email ID on chat or an email ID for Rolling Stone that you, fe- that you feel that any of our artists could reach out to if you're open to that. Obviously, an email ID that you know that people will open and check would be great. <laughs> just so that if they ever feel like they, you know, they want to reach out, if you can let them know what the best way or if you feel they should reach out to you on social media, LinkedIn, whatever the case may be, if you can let us know. Um, yeah. In- Oh, definitely. I mean, like, I feel like uh, these days, like, I shouldn't be giving out any of my social media because, like, it just leads to a conversation that eventually gets to email yeah, anyway. Exactly. So, you know, email might as well just email. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm putting it down here. It's obviously pretty easy and guessable. So, uh, uh, there you go. Also, we have um, one more question. So, um, do you believe in uh-huh. keeping the article precise or be or and or being brief about it because the audience would prefer short reviews uh very few people like to read longer reviews uh and things like that so is it more like let's try to keep it more precise to the point or do you go into a longer narrative yeah it's interesting i mean it depends on on the body of work itself oftentimes for a single uh like you know 
if it's a single by Indian Ocean, for example, I've written like a thousand words on it because I'll just be like, hey, it's Indian Ocean. Like, you know, they have, they always have a yeah. lot to say. Uh, and in cases of maybe like a newer artist, we want to keep it as concise as possible. But I would definitely, I think the reason I can sort of sense why you're asking this, you're maybe trying to ask about like attention spans and things like that. Um, uh, it, it's also dependent on that. Like we're also very hyper aware of the fact that people don't have very large attention spans a lot of times. And at the same time, we are aware that some fans are huge, like, you know, like really into artists, like they really want to know everything about, uh, like they savor every word that, you know, like is about an artist. And um, you guys are the real MP MVPs, honestly. Like this is why like music journalism yeah. survives because like you want to cling on to every word and like sort of try to understand it. And that's great. So yeah, that, that's when we want to do justice, basically. Uh, like no matter how short or lengthy the article is, like we want to make sure that every sentence counts. Like that's what we're thinking about, honestly. We're, we're thinking about the flow of an article and we're thinking about how every sentence just adds something to it there are no unnecessary details there are, there is nothing that is overstated you know like you don't want to say that um this band came together in like during the pandemic and then like you go on to say much later that because of the pandemic like they can't meet i mean that's obvious you know like you don't have to like sort of restate yeah. those kind of points you don't have to restate how if an artist has just come out of a relationship like maybe what that is like uh you know those are sometimes those are private details that uh, you know, that maybe an artist will tell you over an yeah. interview and they may be comfortable telling it to you over an interview on the record, but you sort of exercise your own um, uh, sort of like uh, franchise to say that, okay, that probably doesn't need to yeah. be in. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it just depends on the artist and what the, you know, what you're writing about and how you want to kind of portray it. Yeah. Makes sense. I think people need to yeah. also remember that, you know, a journalist's job, of course, you know, is to kind of give you the truth, to kind of give you, you know, curate content. But at the same time, it's also, you also need to make money to kind of survive. You know, so I feel like, you know, people are like, oh, why do certain things get covered and certain things don't? And I think a lot of mm. that is also mm. you have to play a balanced game where you want to stick to your integrity. But at the same time, you need to get those bigger clients or the bigger clickbait or whatever you want to call it because uh -huh. you need uh -huh. to make money otherwise you can't pay the journalist otherwise you can't continue you know uh -huh. so it's a it's a delicate right. balance i guess you know yeah i mean i can tell you an example of a delicate <laughs> balance recently i wrote about udit narayan's new track because it was uh, it was the first ever quote unquote solo yeah. song that he ever yeah. put out and it's, it was honestly, I wrote about it because it was a great <laughs> track and I might be biased because we yeah. all grew up on Udit Narayan. So anything he sings, you'll just be like, man, this guy's he's not aged only. So those kind of things definitely help. Um, but again, like I also wrote about it thinking that, you know, it's Udit Narayan, he's huge. And uh, like, it, it makes sense to sort of like write something about like a big artist and sort of see if that gets us more hits and see how, how yeah. that goes so yeah. yeah so it's 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 a balance you know you have to do you have you need your you know your 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 big drawers or whatever you want to call it and then you need to cover what you feel is also good to be covered so people have to understand that you know people it is a, yeah. it is the music business we all are running we all have to survive and if we don't sometimes play the game a little bit we're not gonna survive <laughs> you know yeah yeah yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Anurag, for being a part of this. And I, I you know, you've given us so much valuable information. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for being here.
Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has been really nice. Uh, thank you for all your questions, everybody. Uh, you know, uh, Shimona here and uh, Raghav and all, all of you, like, thank you so much for um, sort of uh, chipping in and everybody else for listening as well. You know, it's, uh, um, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully see you guys at some point, I suppose. If anybody yeah. comes up to me whenever all this is over, <laughs> say that, hey, you know, I was on a virtual Zoom <laughs> class with you. I'd be like, sure, that's, I believe you, definitely. So.